Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Coach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk round 14 team discussion, footy chat, and answer the questions that you guys have all sent in this week. As always, thank you so much for all the questions and the feedback. We really love the support out there. And continue to support us through all our channels, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and on Twitter, Supercoach Insider 100, Swizz26 from me directly. On to last week, 1927 was my overall score, which put me up 3,000 places to 2788 overall. Um, overall, mostly pretty happy with that. Brought in merit, um, so I managed to avoid parish. It was sort of a bit of a toss-up during the day of how I wanted to go there. Um, so yeah, I'm not kind of disappointed about um, the direction I, I went there, especially if Parrish is going to be injured. There's been no word about it so far. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of continue to monitor that. But that extra cash, well, I thought would allow me to do some things this week. Um, the other in was Charlie Dean. I kind of wanted a, to bring uh, to have some cash. So yeah, so I brought him in, hoping that he's going to play some games with Collingwood's defensive uh, issues. Um, that extra defender, I think, will help them. So, sort of banking a bit on Chris's information there. Um, but it does look like um, there could be a couple of debutants. And one um, that has been confirmed from Carlton is Durden comes in. Unfortunately, Marchbank um, has had another setback with injury. Poor guy, just can't take a break. So, Sam Durden is in and out is Chera injured Marchbank also, uh, which means I've kept the sub from last week in. For the Tigers, in Tommy Lynch, out Martin and Soldo has been dropped. So, yeah, Dusty, think roughly 12% of sides have him at, at the moment. So, yeah, that will affect, um, uh, obviously, their teams. And, you know, it's uh, it's been a bit of a shame because I know a few people, uh, actually a lot of people like watching him, but, yeah, he just hasn't um, had the best season. We did discuss that earlier in the year that Dusty probably wasn't going to be as relevant this season and, and it sort of panned out that way. Um, but yeah, overall, heading in the right direction. Should have the field 18 this week with the changes I'm looking at. Uh, and I'll talk more through them as we're going through the questions. Um, but, you know, it's uh, there. there's some couple forward options I'm looking at. Max Gorn has obviously thrown a spanner in the works. Uh, we did do a big talk when I um, had my podcast before with Benny um, about the different options for Gorn. Um, but I'll go straight into the question so we're not doubling up, and then uh, we'll go from there. So uh, Richmond Forum will start off first this week. And we had for Matty Gratz. Um, what did he ask there, Matty? Uh, gone out, so naturally gone. A, a big question there. Uh, English moved to Ruck, Libra in the forward, easy. Uh, so, and then he's asked question, is it Libra, or would you think Luke Jackson could go huge? So the Rucks, very interesting this week. Um, we discussed with Ben... Um, the main options, which is obviously English, if you want that forward ruck. Um, you've been a perfect word, you prefer English in your forward line, but um, we, we discussed the idea of having English in your forward line, getting rid of Gorn and bringing in, say, a, you know, a Riley O or a Nank or someone like that. Um, naturally, if you're just going to do a side swap, yeah, English is the, is the best option. Then it comes down to, do you think... If, if you don't have the money for English, which you should because going to English is a direct swap, but if you're trying to do other things in your team, is it a Can Nan Curvis or 
um, Rolex O score more points while score um, what, what would Darcy need to score 11 points more per week um, in the games he's got left than what Nan Curvis and Rolly O so uh, we discussed about so if Nan Curvis and Rolly O were to score 100 uh, average 100 every game for the rest of the year uh, Darcy would have to play score 111 just to match that uh, so Darcy's obviously the, the better choice, but it's not playing this week. Um, so it all comes down to what your setup is as well. Um, you're, uh, if you're an overall player, you're head-to-head player. Uh, how many do you have on field this week? If you've already got 18, then the extra ruck's not going to make a difference to you because then Curvis scores 100, your rookie scores 50, you're only making 50 points this week. Uh, so all of these things come into effect depending on how your team is set up. So, yeah, number one option would be English, and then it depends if you've got 17 players, how you go if it's an anchor or O'Brien, or if you wait one week and get Darcy. The other options then come in if you've got uh, Darcy Cameron. Do you move him into the midfield, uh, into the rucks, which is exactly what I'm looking at doing? So Gorm will go out, Darcy Cameron becomes my ruck too, and I'll keep playing Darcy Cameron for now. And, my, and I'm actually looking at spending Gorn's money in either the forward line or the midfield. Uh, so options there, as Matty said, is, is liver. Uh, so of the dogs with um, Bailey Smith's um, obvious uh, indiscretion um, with the drug saga, and everyone's got a different opinion about that, and that's why I've just kind of put footy chat on the, uh, on the name of this pod, because, you know, I, it's one thing, like, from a personal point of view, I'm not a big fan of drugs, especially in sport, um, but I understand the mental health and different mental health that people go through. So I, I get how some people think it's just a cop-out and, and completely understand people's view there. But then different people, you know, handle life in, in, in life situations differently. So I can completely understand how people can get caught up in, you know, not just drugs, but it's alcohol or other, you know, other substances or even, you know, other behaviours. Um, when dealing with mental health. So I'm not going to sit there and judge, but at the same time, being such a role model, um, yeah, it, it kind of puts a different, uh, you know, uh, spin on the whole thing because it's not just your general person. Bailey Smith's obviously very um, highly followed on social media. Um, so, yeah, there needed to be some sort of strong, um, dis- well, strong, uh, uh, what am I looking for them? Um, you know, punishment that would set the example for the, uh, I guess, the rest of the community out there. But then, I guess that community all changes depending on what your views of drugs are. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think the two weeks, I heard he was trying to appeal it because he, he kind of, you know, pleaded guilty to it and, and wanted a week off. I think he should just cop the fair two weeks and, and move on and, and continue to get better and and, and that's all I think everybody wants in society is everybody, you know, in the best mental health space um, you can be. So, yeah, with him out for those couple games, um, yeah, Libba definitely is the, probably the better option going into the midfield. It's just then, obviously, what happens when Bailey Smith comes back. Bont's had that niggle all year. You expect him to still play some forward time, but he's still good enough to go 105-110. Uh, does have a break-even of 132, so if you don't have Bont... It would be Libba. You could wait one week on Bont if you could afford both or if you're kind of looking a bit more long-term. But, yeah, if, you, if you're more worried about points on field, yeah, Bont or Libba, both really good options. 
I think Bond's the better long term, but I think Luba's definitely got the Bailey Smith role inside. Um, and I wouldn't, ex- I would expect starting midfield to be English, uh, Dunkley, Luba, and probably Trelaw with McRae outside. But it wouldn't surprise me if McRae goes in, and then Bond will have his time around. So trading him um, and bringing in Liberal Bond, that's great. Luke Jackson not as strong on that one. Um, just you know, it's it's still a young fella. And it could work out to be a bit like Darcy Cameron. Like we've seen him, we've seen Rowan Marshall. The difference with with them is their size, and also like Darcy Cameron's a seasoned person, a player who's been in the system a long time. Luke Jackson's still a young player, uh, so yeah. And when you're playing sole ruck and and getting beaten up by those bigger rucks each week, it does take a bit of a toll on your body. Um, in saying that, you know, I could eat my words very easily there. Luke Jackson could come out and go bang, but. It's kind of then what you do with Luke Jackson in four weeks, five weeks' time when Gorn comes back. you got to remember one of those weeks is the buy. So if it is five weeks, it becomes four. If it's four, it becomes three. And I guess it all depends on Melbourne's form and how quickly um, they start. Uh, if they win games, you know, they might take their time bringing Gorn back. If they're losing more games like they are at the moment with some tough fixtures, they might race Gorn back earlier. So I'm not as big fan on that Luke Jackson one. Uh, Peter Kay, my dilemma is Parker or Libba. I don't know enough about each player or team. Both are playing midfield. I would go Parker just because the Swans are more in contention than what the Doggies are. The Doggies are fighting um, for that that last position. Uh, and it could be two positions depending on how Collingwood and St Kilda go on the run home. And that's sort of no disrespect to them, but I think the, the six higher teams are more established with their fixture. Uh, so I prefer Parker, but it wouldn't surprise me if Luba scored the same as Parker. But he he's got obviously more midfielders taking that percentage of the pie, where Parker it's him and Mills as the main two in there, and then obviously then you got your Florence and Rowe Bottoms and that, but don't take as many points off. Uh, so yes, yeah, so that that answers that one. To Adrian, thoughts on Duncan trading at Brody to Bond? Is that a good move? Um, if you've got another player to trade. Um, that's probably the better option, but yeah, you know, Brody to Bont, you're not going to probably go wrong there. It's going to be, Bont should probably go maybe five points more or something. The the only issue there is, um, are, are you burning a trade just for the same output? We don't have enough data on Fife um, come back affecting Brody. Brody did play, you know, nearly the entire game in the midfield. It's just that he didn't play much to game time, at 67%, kind of what Brody does, so... It's not terrible because obviously as we talked before about that whole Darcy versus Nank, um, you know, Bond's got that extra week. He's not, Brody's not going to outscore Bond an extra 11 points on the run home. So I, it's still, it's not a bad move. I just, if you've got a Butters or if you've got somebody else, I would rather that. But yeah, if, if you want to go Brody to Bond, it's fine. Thoughts on Duncan, not as strong about Duncan. I think if you're going to go the Geelong forward, it's Jeremy Cameron and that's exactly who I'm on. Uh, you know, West Coast twice and North Melbourne. I think he can just have field days. He had a field day recently against the Bulldogs. It really annoyed it was a 150 and not like a 100 because I wanted him about 20k cheaper. But that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, to Abdul, tell the super coach gods, Abdul, as magic loves him. Yeah, good on you, Abdul. Um, not a question, but if people chase points this week and ignore Shrek, as he ain't playing, they will lose the points they gained in the long run. Yeah, so Shrek, he's talking about Darcy, um, and, and that's where it comes down to. If you want 
Darcy in the long run. If you and that's if your team already has eighteen players playing this week, Darcy is the better move for you. Uh, to Deborah Himmelberg or Libba, I'm actually going to lean to Himmelberg, but that's a short term. That comes down to how many trades you've got left. If you are bleeding trades, get on Libba. If you have you know at least probably seven, eight, nine, even double double figures, definitely. Himmelberg goes 80 this week. He's making 60k. He goes, you know, 100. It's, you know, it's getting up to that uh, 70, 75k. And also helps his break even for the following week where at the moment I think he's projected to go 30k up. You know, that could become 40k. All of a sudden, 430 becomes a 550 player in two weeks. Jack Steele is reportedly meant to be back next week. A couple of games back. Himmelberg to Jack Steele could be a fantastic trade. Even so, Himmelberg later on to Gorn. Uh, so it does open up some options. It's a quick cash cow. And Himmelberg playing the dogs. Dogs full of lines. Not that great. You can see him taking intercept marks. And best case scenario, if Himmelberg continues to go 90-100, what a great F7. And the possibility of him picking up dual position come round 17-18. So, yeah, I'm going to go Himmelberg on that one. Uh, to Brad, thought, and well done to um, those who got Himmelberg in last week. That was a fantastic move, the 347, I think it was, that brought him in. Uh, Brad, thoughts on putting Darcy Cameron at R2? Yes, that's what I'm doing from the forward line and spending the cash elsewhere. Absolutely, Brad, 100%. Um, Abdul, again, can you mention the ban about getting Cogs last week was the right choice? Yes, well done for those who brought Cogs back in and that, but um, yeah, soft game, North Melbourne. He was always going to score well, just, you know, the three goals. He, he probably should have kicked five, and that he could have really, really hurt anybody who traded him out. Um, yeah, so, you know, well done there. Steve, do we still trade out Zorko? Yeah, Steve's been asking me about this a bit this week. It depends on what else you have to do. If you've got Gorn to worry about, then it's a different story. Um, but, yeah, even if you can, unfortunately, Zorko, yeah, his form's been absolutely terrible the last three weeks and add on to that he's um yeah, his price has completely dropped so there might be now that Gorn's out you could possibly do Gorn Zorko out what's well, Gorn 609 Zorko I think low 400s so there is a world that yeah you could upgrade a um a Zorko type now let's say you put 120 on that to get to Dawson you take 120 off Gorn, you're looking at about 480. Well, you could actually go um, through a loophole for the ruck and bring in um, uh, Himmelberg into your forward line and, and build your cash there and Zorko up to a sort of Dawson type. That's one way of possibly doing it. If you need a ruck, hopefully you've got cash. That would be the perfect world. And then you could still get a decent ruck like a Darcy or a, um, as we talked about, like a Rolio who's a bit cheaper and then still upgrading um, Zorko. But yeah, unfortunately, mate, I think he is a move. That's one that we, well, Benny in particular has got wrong. Um, and to Lee, is Himmelberg worth putting in and thoughts on bringing Cogs back in? And Lee, uh, and yeah, oh, Deborah's replied yes and yes. Yeah, I've got no problems with that. Cogs, not as much because I think there's the Bulldogs available now. Um, Cogs is playing midfield again, so... I think McVeigh's backed him in there. Yeah, he's going to be up there as one of those top forwards. But if you've got the money and you've got the opportunity to bring in a bond instead, absolutely. Um, but yeah, 
bring in Himmelberg and Cogs, not a problem, but they're not going to score as well um, as they did last week. And that's the thing, you've kind of, they've played North Melbourne now. You want to look at the teams that haven't played North Melbourne, um, and that's where um, I'm really big on Geelong. I think the Crows have got, was it West Coast or North twice? They've got one of them twice. No, they've got North twice and West Coast once. So that's where we did suggest if you're like ranked 10, 15, 20,000, even further back, you know, why not bring in Tex Walker? You know, roll, roll the dice, play on that roller coaster because he could go massive. And once the worst case happens, like he goes like 70, 80, you're still going to be ranked 20, 30,000. Like, why not uh, throw the dartboard at somebody like him? So. Yeah, no, there's, there are a couple options. Look at those fixtures in particular and those who are playing North Melbourne West Coast, even Essendon, because, you know, they are leaking points. North Melbourne had, well, GWS aren't that good. They're, you know, obviously down the bottom of the ladder. They scored 2,000 Supercoach last week, which is just massive. Um, so there's something to definitely consider there. Over to Twitter, um, Nathan's replied, Darcy the Goat. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, no problems again. I think Darcy will be popular for some people. Just a shame he has the bye this week. But if you're a head-to-head league player, yeah, go out and get Darcy. And Connor and I had a bit of a discussion about that on Twitter. But that comes down to yeah, what you play for. Um, Abdul, super coach, ruck forwards. And Abdul's everywhere this week. In the, uh, in the top 100 will be more unique now. Most of the top 500 chasing points will probably put English in the ruck and get Bont forward. Rob Nank will be popular too, as they are playing this week. Shrek with the bye might be overlooked. Yeah, so that, again, as I said earlier, it depends where you are ranked. If you're one of these people who are ranked in, especially the top 100, you kind of want to play safe. You want to play as safe as late as you possibly can, and then sort of leave a couple of trades up your sleeve for the last couple of rounds, where, let's just say, uh, last round for overall, We've got round 23, North Melbourne Suns. Uh, and the Tigers are playing the Bombers. Geelong are playing West Coast. So in a perfect world, if you are looking like you're going to be up that top 50, top 100, you want to leave two trades. Perfect world, you've got a boost left and three trades. And you want to smash Geelong or Gold Coast players that week, particularly Geelong, um, who could just absolutely smash West Coast at home. And that could be the difference where a point of difference that, you know, nobody else has. And that could be your Duncan then. Um, you know, it could be a Tom Hawkins. Someone like that where not many people own, especially not many people own in that top 100. That's where you can catch up that, you know, two, three, four hundred points um, by bringing two or three of them in. And you just hope that the guys that everybody else has that you're trading or hopefully the cash that you've made in these last few weeks, you um, are able to upgrade a bench or a loophole option. Um, and then, yeah, you, you can do some funky stuff to catch up those points. Where if you're further back, that's where, you know, you're trying to make some of those moves now because why not? And if you're a head-to-head player, well, it just comes down to fixture and where you are on the ladder. If you're a top four, you're probably playing more conservative. If you're trying to make the eight, then you're trying to make some risks and you're having a look at your fixtures coming up and going, okay, there's people I can beat in, you know, round 16, 17, 18. Okay, let's have a look at who's playing there. And there might be a certain team that's getting on a run. Um, for example, I think Richmond's last three games are soft. So if you're playing Supercoach Finals, that might be, if you know you're going to be there, you might look at somebody who, who's from Richmond um, in the middle 
I'm trying to think. Like I know the Crows have a bit of a soft run there, and we've talked about them. So you might be looking at like it might be at Keys or somebody a bit different as a pod that you can bring in, which you know is going to go really well for those three or four weeks, get you those league wins, and then you know come finals reassess. Uh, to Cliffo, um, good man Cliffo. Uh, primos you think are worth sideways in trading to finish the year assuming trades to play with keen for your thoughts on track butters short and brody yeah great question cliffo okay so track unfortunately he's not uh he's really bottomed out he was the one when i was talking to ben about trying not to trade because a there's those extra points that we've gone not being there but b he's um yeah it's a, it's just the money like he's completely bottomed out now so like who are who are you going to trade trade to and unfortunately on the wrong screen here if i get back to classic and like at 487 and the idea that you might not have any cash at all in your midfield we've got uh what are what are our options here i've got the there's just so many not good ones um that i'd want probably What's Tom Mitchell? 475, what did we say? Petrarca is 487. So Tommy Mitchell, but he's got the buy this week. So again, that's not a great one. Oh, it's so it's so bad. Like Jed Anderson, but he's got the buy, and I still don't like that. There's so many that go, this is why I don't like, unless you're probably trading to a, a different line. Like that, like you've got the ability, maybe a Dugowie, but again, you've got the buy Isaac Heaney. Like the only one I can think about Petrarca going to is if you've got a loophole option and go down to Himmelberg and make that 120k back and then have a look at your options in two, three weeks. There's literally nothing else that I like about Petrarca um, where it's just at the point of keeping him. Uh, Butters, again, and we sort of talked a bit about this before, about the idea of a Himmelberg um, just for the cash. Like The more and more I think about it and just that role... I'm willing to take the risk at 482. Hopefully you've got a little bit of cash you could possibly get up to a Canelio or a Cameron. Um, you can, like like Heaney, I'm not as strong on, but they do have some soft games coming up. So he's near, he has pretty well broadened out in price. Uh, 449. It's got that break even 111. So, you know, you might have to pick him up for another 10, 15k cheaper. Uh, but they do have the Bombers, the Crows, GWS, North Melbourne coming up. So they have some good games there for Heaney. Uh, so one to w- look at. And unfortunately, he does have the buy. But, you know, Dugowie's always got to be considered. But I just don't like his year. I don't like his role. I'd probably prefer Lipinski over him. And that's why I guess the thought of Duncan there with the, the break even of 61 that's been brought up because he had that 117. So. Yeah, if I, if I had to, and I had to rate them, um, I'd go Himmelberg 1, and, oh, it's such a tough one, because you want people that are lower, just in case people don't have the cash. It's, oh, I, I really don't, probably Heaney 2, and let's go, just because they're playing this week, maybe a Tex Walker to really throw it left field, and I, and I really don't like it. I don't like it, depending on where you're ranked again. If you're ranked low, like way back, then yeah, why not? Uh, to Brody, Brody's an easier one. Hopefully, you've got the cash to get up to um, one of the doggies. So, 
in a perfect world you want to get up to English Bont, but if you can't and that, then it's Parker or Libba. I'm taking Parker first. If not, if you've already got him, then it's Libba. Um, in a perfect world, I'd still want to keep him. And lucky last was Jaden Short in the back line. Uh, I don't know why you want to trade Shorty. Like he's still got that mid. He's around the ball in the midfield. Yes, he's he's not scoring as well as he was, but he's still got a three-game average of 99. Like it's not terrible. Uh, 5.30, like in a perfect world, you want to go up to Dawson. But again, if you don't have the cash, um, some of the options aren't great. We're talking about this. The perfect option is Aaron Hall because no one will own him, but you can't get him in this week. Perfect world, if you were thinking about side-swapping um, and, and that's the way you wanted to go, you could possibly go Jaden Short plays this week. Uh, he has a... Where is he here? My phone decides to stop working at the right time, wrong time. Oh, well, that's not going to work, unfortunately. Jaden Short, where are we here? As I go over the computer, I apologise for this delay. Uh, break even. Break even of 120. So, in a perfect world, you hope he scores 100. He only drops 9k. Him down to Aaron Hall the following week makes 20, sort of 25,000. Um, yeah, that might be the side-swapping move if you really wanted to go down that way. Uh, like Hall, as I talked about with Ben before, back doing exactly what he does normally. Yeah, calls for the ball out of position, but you know, just racks them up at will, and that North Melbourne defence is going to see plenty of ball. Yeah, really love the question, Cliffo. Uh, what else have we got here? There's more questions that are actually coming in as we're live recording. And we've got, apologise as I keep flicking between both things. Oh, one more on the Gorn topic. Would you take Wits or English knowing that Cameron will also need to be traded in a month or so once Grundy comes back? So we'll likely end up with both. Who do you like best over the next four to five weeks? Um, I'm a bigger fan on Wits personally. But I can definitely see why people would want to get in um, English just because, like him, Sol Ruck has just been absolutely killing it this year. Um, did have that sort of gown game, but it'll be be interesting to see sort of what matchup he has this week. Uh, if Proust comes in, you know, do I like that as much? Not as much, but I, I don't think it matters that much for English. Um, the Hawks the following week. Uh, but then they've got Brisbane and Sydney. The, the big thing there is they, they're away both weeks. There's a ruck travelling around. So they've got three away games in four matches. And then they come home stronger. They've got then Marvel, Marvel, Geelong, Marvel, Marvel. Uh, so if I'm if I'm looking at their English, I'd probably, if I had the choice, I'd probably wait the two or three, other, what, what did you say, Clifford, four weeks to get him in then. Where Wits, though I think Wits' break even is, oh, it's 121, so it's still very doable. Um, Wits coming up this week has the Crows. Uh, Port, possibly with Finlayson, or it'll be maybe even Teagle rucking. That's a good matchup. Collingwood, you know, it's it's Darcy Cameron. Richmond, you've got, uh, and that, those two, three of the, those four games are up at Metricon. So you've got Nan Curvis. Then it's back down to Marvel for uh, against Draper. So now I think Wits is the better option for the next four to five weeks, and then Timmy English after that. And in saying that, now that I've said that, you know it's going to be the complete opposite. To Brandon, Merritt and Doc or Dawson or Mills. Oh, sorry, Merritt, Doc or Dawson or Mills and Whitfield. Uh, 
Oh, wow. Because um, I do much prefer Dawson. Uh, and naturally, I, I'm a big fan of Doc. But then with Merritt, or like Mills is your number one option. But oh, I just don't trust Whitfield. So I'll go Merritt and Dawson just because of the fixture coming home. Uh, the super coacher, Himmelberg, yeah, no, we've answered that. Yes, Himmelberg is a yes. Uh, Julie, need four trades to do what I want. Will T. Stewart get his break even? Uh, I don't think he will because it's something ridiculous. Uh, where are we there, Tommy Stewart? Uh, break even of 137, and then that'll even be higher the following week. Um, and then will Proust play? Ben thinks so. I'm... I, I think if he does, there's a chance that he could share it, but it wouldn't surprise me if they just swap um, plates. Please provide the best options to maximise points for the best rest of the year. Big ask. I trust your judgement better than mine. What are you boys planning? That's why I'm big on the Jeremy Cameron move down back. If you want the ruck, um, yeah, you're, you're looking at wits. Then you want English. If you want your defender, um, if you can afford Stewart, it's definitely going to be Stewart. Otherwise, then we're both on Doherty and Dawson. Um, really like Dawson's draw. Like everything about Adelaide's fixture, so that's why we're really big on Dawson there. Uh, Julie, I wish I saved the boost for this round. Yeah, I think a few people were thinking that. To Isaac, can go Stewart and Laird in for Withrow and Track. Side is completed. Time for some luxury trades. What do you think of those moves? I'm a fan of getting two top players in their positions. Absolutely, 100%. I'm... Um, I've got no issue with that. Harrison says, I'm going to wait for Stewart after the Richmond game. He'll be 50k cheaper. Uh, now, that is true, but this, this comes down to points on field. Uh, do you think... Well, it's a, it's a hard one because there's going to be a lot of ball in the West Coast back line, um, especially if Geelong starts spraying the ball with it and it's going to have a few kickouts there. Um, so he could go really big this week. And then that's all obviously awesome for him. And then Stewart drops money. The problem is if West Coast hack the ball forward, Stewart's just going to have a field day. Uh, so do you want the, is the 50k worth it for the t your team going forward? Or would you rather the points on field? If you're playing for rankings, you want the points on field. Unless that 50k is going to massively change any, anything. And by the sound of it, your team's up to date anyway. Uh, to Corey, should I trade in Bontempelli, Libba or Laird as I need two premiums left but can't get the two this week as brought in Proust to go on last? Oh, that's a, just need to climb rankings again with 38k and have a fun team to the end of the year. Uh, yeah, Laird, mate. Um, and then I'd go, you could cost a toin, but um, sorry, I think I said cost a toin there, but uh, um, toss a coin. But I, I still like, like Bont's naturally the better player than Lib, but just that, yeah, how's he come back from that nickel that he's had? So I'd go Laird 1, Bont 2, Lib 3. And to Magic Gnome, thought on trading Cogs back in this week. Where does he rank amongst the forwards now with his better role, excluding Bailey Smith and Darcy Cameron too late? Now, I imagine for Darcy Cameron, yes, too late for Darcy Cameron because obviously Gorn will be back soon. Depending, it all comes down to depending on your price there. Like, yeah, you want English, you want Bond, uh, Lukey Parker. Uh, I'm gathering you can have Dunkley. But if you don't and, and you know, money's an issue, 498. If you don't have that, that like, what we're we talking about, Cameron's 9Ks, 9K cheaper, I think, and that. So, um, yeah, if you're sort of side-swapping and that, and that was that question before about Clufo, about side-swapping, and you're looking and going Brody to someone, while well, Cornelio is definitely there. 
you know, the break-even of 29, he's going to smash that. Um, playing the dogs, playing the midfield. So, yeah, you um, it's... Yeah, I've got no issues with the option at all. Like, yeah, it's a great role. McVeigh's backing him in. So, yeah, I've got no issue if people want to bring Cogs back in. Um, as I said, I just think if you've got the more money, Bont and, um, and English are naturally the better options. But, yeah, a lot of the top teams are going to have Cornelio, so may as well, I think. He's still in. Uh, what's he in here? Uh, 59% of teams, so yeah, most of the teams have him in anyway, so again, I th just to expand on that, it depends on where you are with it, like Canelo's going to go really well are you if you're bringing him in then all you're doing is equaling the points that the teams above you have, so it's great for leagues because yep, that just not, null and voids that matchup, um, and if you're ranked high up well, that's fine because, you know, it just keeps you on par. If you're further back, well, do you roll the dice and then go, okay, we're going to go someone different, like, as I said, a Cameron or, you know, a Tex or someone random like that and hope Cornelio has a couple of his bad weeks. And one of those guys, let's just say Cornelio had a 60 and then Tex comes out with a 150 and all of a sudden you're 90 points up on the rest of the competition. And that's the risk that people had took last week with Himmelberg. 300 and so people brought in Himmelberg. He goes 187. No one has him. And I'm bringing a merit. Those people are 90 points up ahead of me. And that's where they make up on the rankings. And those ranking points, like, it can literally be 100, 200 points. And you move up, you know, two, three, four thousand places, depending on where you are. So, yeah, consider that where, where you're ranked. And as I said, the further back you're ranked, the more risks you need to take if you want a higher ranking. Because what difference does it make if you you're twenty thousand and you finish fifty thousand, and that's even what I said. Um, what was it about two or three years ago when I was sort of in the top top fifty and yeah made a couple of moves, fell back to four five hundred. But if those moves come off, then you're a chance of actually winning the money or finishing in the top ten. And I'd rather that than yeah okay great I finished fiftieth by staying par with everyone. But you know I'd rather take the chance of trying to win. But those people who are in that position, if you're top 50, 100, 200, you don't need to make those risks yet. For now, it's just holding firm, staying with the rest of the pack, and then trying to make the move later on. Um, in regards to some footy chat, because a few people have been asking me about this, uh, really good to see, like it wasn't a huge crowd, but you know the 13,000 that turned up to support North Melbourne. I hope the North fans keep coming out. Um, it doesn't look like the Tassie team's going to go forward. At the moment, like Gill's in charge, I really do hope they reconsider that. I know there's some discussion about it from some fans because the diluted talent. I still think that's more on the recruiters and the development systems. I think there are some good players out there. We do see some of these players come into our system, and yeah, they they make an impact straight away. Nick Martin being like obviously one of the latest ones. Newcomb. Uh, so, with the right sort of recruiting and hopefully with another two teams that expands that, that area because we probably don't get a lot of recruiting down at Tassie in the Northern Territory. But with those teams set up, there'll be a lot more local players come through their systems and it does open up um, those pathways. And not just for the guys, but you would expect like the ladies would get a team and it would actually up, um, open opportunities for that. So I'm all for 20 teams. I'm all for you know, none of this relocation of North Melbourne. 
Um, and I hope their fans can continue to get out there, and that's why I was there to kind of support them because, you know, I, I was there for Fitzroy's last game, and, you know, I, I know how hard it's been for supporters, and it's worked out well with those who have kept on the train, but I'm sure deep down they, you know, they really miss the days of, you know, Fitzroy being down here and, and that. So it's hard because, you know, you do put your heart and soul into a club and your money and, um, yeah, so I wouldn't want a team to go like that. And I do understand the other arguments to it, but, uh, yeah, that that's kind of my stance on that. Uh, I think for... I covered the Bailey Smith thing. Uh, Josh Fryberg's meant to be one of the leading contentions for the new AFL-CEO. That's an interesting decision if that's the way it goes ahead. And, you know, obviously he knows his way around business, but then AFL's a completely different story. Real, not that I really want somebody in-house, like a um, you know, Travis Old or someone like that, because I think they need to break away from what Gill's been doing. Um, I don't want to be biased, and I, I really don't want the Tigers to lose Benny Gill, but... You know, somebody who like that who's been involved in footy, um, you know, in a perfect world, and I know there's some criticism of this, but, you know, like an Eddie Maguire type, um, but we've obviously, you know, the criticism that's come of him, you know, to do with the Do Better report and that, you know, you can, yeah, there's obviously some definitely deficiencies there, but you can't uh, not admire, like, what he's done with the Collingwood Football Club. So, you know, somebody like that, Jeff, not as much, but yeah, there's um, there's definitely some people in in the footy circles that have been really good uh, and and have helped develop their club and develop their game. You know, you know, Kevin Sheedy, twenty years ago, kind of thing, who can take the league forward with some fresh ideas, both for the men's and women's game, and then then you go through into your grassroots and your juniors, and um, so I think there there's definitely they need somebody from the footy world, but not can in-house at the moment um, to cover that uh, and outside of that I think that's about all that's going on at the moment so yeah feel free keep sending out your questions um, super coach questions naturally teams will be out tomorrow uh, uh, Ben or Chris might do something around that I'll be at the footy naturally watching the Tigers play the Blues so it should be a good week of footy last week of buys there is actually that on a footy discussion a bit about do we get rid of the buys um, and I really hope there's a sort of a reconfiguration of that next year. Like, I'd nearly be, be open to just having the week off, play some sort of marquee game, or, you know, or even um, could you make local footy more um, prevalent for that week? And, you know, even, like, could you, could you do something at the G or could you do something at Marvel or whatever with these local footy teams, you know, give them the experience and sort of try to boost that up? Um, I think I think that would be better. And then you could look at, you know, you have your draft. You could do something with the women's game. Uh, in a perfect world, you know, the women's would be in season with the AFL and maybe that's a standalone round and the ladies have a bye the week before, the week after. Um, so there's things that they could look at there. And then, yeah, you could discuss trade periods. I'm not as big on the trade period. I like the mid-season draft, but, you know, we talk about, like, Goldstein gets thrown up every year, but, you know, do I want to see somebody like that plays you know, half a year and then goes off to another club for like 10 weeks to help them win the flag. I think that's part of your list management. You know, teams get injuries. You know, you need to have a couple of that. And I think that's a bit of the mid-season drafts there for. But I don't, I'm not as big on about the trading um, and then how that works, especially with the interstate teams and, and players that have families. Like, you know, you've got players who have 
especially the older players that have um you know kids in school you know that do they move away for 12 weeks and come back um you know do they have to pull their whole family out how long is their contract do they see the rest of the contract i think there's too many question marks around that um out of season i think they they should be more you know open for trading um around players contracts and that uh, you know i think the players have too much power it won't change with the way sort of you know danger field and the players association works but yeah i would like to see more around that um you know, and furthermore naturally um i think clubs and even the afl been sending out uh some surveys around crowds and you know reasons why you may not be going to the footy you know, there's been a lot of discussion about umpires and the rules and that so yeah there's a few areas that games need to fix as well so yeah there's some interesting topics going around about footy at the moment horn francis was in the news again today he's in the news every day i did say last year uh, i know i got a bit of criticisms with north fans about you know the idea that you bid on dacos and even darcy just to take the heat off horn francis there's always going to be some of the heat but i always find the um the scrutinary on picks ones are way more than any other pick like i had to actually look up again to see who went two and three like it was darcy and callahan completely absolutely forgot that they went two and three it's like a few years ago when you know mccluggage and taranto went to well, it was actually the other way around taranto mccluggage went two three i think that was the mcgrath year like the discussions around those late like those picks two and three are nowhere near pick one um so unfortunately yeah it's a bit of that uh the situation where north north find themselves in because they did take that pick one selection it'll be interesting to see teams this year like we're talking about west coast Essendon and what the eagles and how they'll play it out you know most teams want to avoid the spoon but yeah how much do they want the number one pick for the best player but sometimes is the best player the way to go uh ashcroft's meant to be up there this year who may nominate for father son for brisbane if he does do your bid on him so you don't have to worry about number one put the pressure back on another club which in this case would be brisbane so yeah there's a lot of discussion you know the media doesn't need to go as strong but at the same time unfortunately they're in a professional world and there's a lot of people watching the game and we've all got our heart and soul in it so yeah that's always going to happen and um yeah so these clubs i think need to be better or, or you know about managing this and i don't think there's been enough discussion around it um but also in saying that i don't think the number ones are the great white hope that everybody talks about um you know the difference between pick one and pick four is minimal um yeah yeah as we as we said the focus goes all on number one to come in and save that club where you know number two three four just continues to develop and i know that they were talking about that in one of the podcasts the other day about say mitch lewis um i think it was nat edwards saying you know what do you go pick 76 no focus on him at all compared to say jamara and he's just managed to develop at his own pace uh, and you know now looks very settled in that hawthorne forward line so yeah it's always interesting with the draft and, and how that works but yeah just a bit of food for thought a bit of footy discussion thanks to those people who actually reached out and said yeah i wouldn't mind hearing a bit of footy chat so that's just my opinion everyone's getting a different opinion happy to hear your opinion on it um and yeah all the best super coaching this weekend um as i said to many boy before captains vice captains uh, you're looking at Laird or Took as your captain. I don't like captains usually on the Sunday game, but they seem to be the safest option. Paddy Cripps, vice captain, 
or you want to take a chance on somebody who's playing, if you've got a Geelong player, Perfect World, against the Weagles, um, you could definitely get on a Stewart or a Hawkins type, um, Sinclair also, or Doherty um, against the respective teams there against Richmond and Essendon might be a good one, especially Sinclair. Could be a nice little shout as a vice captain as well, or if you have Mills, um, he is a good option against Port, but I did talk about that with Ben going. Depends who their ruck is. If it's Teakle, well, then Port will play three on three in the for the clearances. If they ruck Finlayson, well, then it'll be a four on three clearance situation, and the Swans should sit up like we did last week and have that seventh man back to try to take the intercept mark. And then you've got McRae naturally against the GWS. Uh, so I don't think he'll be the one getting any attention. Those games are usually pretty fiery. Um, McRae, for the first time, has let us down a few times this year. So, But yeah, in a perfect world, because we've got the um, emergencies with the the buy players, you could go McRae into a Tuka or Laird as another option as well. So there's plenty of options there. And yeah, happy super coaching, everybody. Good luck.